So today I stumbled across this episode of Middle Ground by Jubilee. I think the series may be older because I think this video may have been a few years ago. But the, I, the premises of the series is you have two groups of people, um, three on one side of the spectrum and then uh, the other three on the other side of a spectrum of a issue either identity or ideal so this one today was women against transgender women and so they gave them a moderator gave them like four statements and then they disagreed or agreed with it and then they had dialogue around it so I'm going to recreate I'm going to go through those statements and express um, and express what um, my feelings were as I watched and rebuttaled in my living room. <laughs> so the first statement was transgender movement is indoctrinating our youth. So in some sense, yes, it's a factor, but it's not the root of what's indoctrinate, indoctrinating our youth. What's indoctrinating our youth is hypersexuality, exposure to stimuli that youth have not been exposed to prior. So you have devices, you have um, through those devices social media, and you have the exposure to seeing things that you normally wouldn't have seen and wanting to fit in naturally as especially once you become older like coming into your teens you have a sense of wanting to belong wanting to have a friend group wanting to feel like you know you have people that you can hang out with and have fun and have your back and so that sense of wanting to belong the older you get especially with teenagers um kind of perpetuates the ideal of well my friends are doing it you know I can go along with it. Not everybody does because I actually watched this 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 movie where it was a girl and her friend was sexually active and she was like, girl, you got to get some or whatever. And the girl was like, no, I'm fine. I can with, you know, I can go without until I'm older and ready for that. But, you know, that's not always the case, you know, even even with me, like. In, in high school and stuff you know my friend group weren't wasn't into like sex and stuff like that and so you know n you know none of us none of us was so you know it's kind of the ideal of you know who you hang around kind of can influence you even if you are someone who like who's strong in what they do and don't do it's something unconsciously that happens where you're like the ideal is there and it's maybe not surf it may not be surfacing in you where you can identify it but it's sitting on that unconscious layer and when you look back and you're like oh you know well I only did that because you know such and such was going and so I thought it was fine and stuff like that and so you know you have um, the ideal of not wanting to be left behind, not wanting to be cool, 
and things like that. So hypersexuality is, especially girls, you know, you have girls developing at younger ages now, getting their um, cycle at younger ages. So you have um, a lot of things that's happening and you feel like you have to look a certain way, even as a young girl, um, wanting to be desired by boys and things like that. And, you know, boys, you know, wanted to have sex, you know, like, it's, it's, it's just like a, a pressure to start your sexual interaction, you know, with the, with people you like so young without you fully understanding what's the ramifications and things for that. And so social media, the internet, all that intensifies that because now you have exposure and you have contact with people that you would have never had that contact with, with imaging that you would have never had that contact with, with, you know, the image of women having, uh, like, going under the knife to have surgery like the rate of um what's that called the bbl is at an all-time high you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah it, it plays a factor into indoctrinating our youth and the bigger issue is hypersexuality how it's everywhere because they're able to they they're able to fit that stuff in television programming commercials everything and kids especially younger kids they're like a sponge so they soak that stuff up and they learn how to apply it they learn how to how to how to learn how that pertains to them and how you know how they're supposed to be in the world they learn that you know they they watch you, they study you, even when you don't think that they're watching you. And they pick up and they put that stuff in context. Like, you were teaching them how to do it. So, I do believe that hypersexuality is indoctrinating the youth. And it is happening more now than ever because of the exposure that our youth have to things. They don't even have to leave their living room have the contact with it with all the different social media websites and stuff like that that don't have heavy regulation and there's loopholes around it and like TikTok you have a different version for the United States than you do in China so you know it's it's yeah it's really uh taking its toll on our youth and so, um, in this conversation, it was three women and then three trans women. And so, pretty much throughout the conversation, you had one of the transgender women, which was uh, very combative, was, wasn't answering or disagreeing or agreeing with any of the statements, was just responding just to was just talking to respond like was trying to sell people on their lifestyle and how it's great and things like that and came in very on the fence so 
that person really didn't really really brought the energy down from the conversation because in every instance it became like uh I'm a I want to I'm a I'm a drilling you why it's so great why my lifestyle is so great versus having an actual dialogue with facts and throughout the whole interview telling everyone else like you got to be educated on stuff you got to be educated on stuff but them themselves giving out misinformation and then when people ask like do you have do you have the statistics and it's like oh that stuff doesn't matter to me and it's like well how can you hold somebody to the fire for something that you don't even know so that kind of ruined the the flow of the conversation but it was still some very valuable stuff that came out of it and i like the statements how you know the statements is posed and you know you agree or disagree and the ideal is to have a conversation about the i the statement not to sway anybody not to change how anybody is thinking or feeling or being it's simply conversation because the thing is you know we all are so different and i can't i'll be blue in the face if if i'm trying to get somebody to really truly understand how I process things, how I look at things, because people just don't un people just don't understand, and people are kind of selfish too. So, you know, instead of, you know, it's not about convincing people, you know, that hey, my way of living, my way of thinking, my way of being is the best thing out here. It's about coming to a neutral ground and having an understanding. So at least. If I see you doing that, I understand. Now I cannot agree with it, but I at least understand why you you do that action. So now, you know, if you do, I'm like, oh, okay, they did say they do this because of this. Okay, I don't get it and I don't agree with it, but at least I know they're not doing it towards me because I did something. So it's coming to understanding. And so, um, the other thing with the indoctrinating the youth is the fact that, that trans, the transgender movement play into it is the fact that you have things like this drag, like drag hour where drag queens come in and they read to children like in the library setting. Like why is that necessary? Why does a five-year-old kid need to be exposed to, to that? You know what I'm saying? You know, you don't have instance where you have a man come to um the reading hour and they're spewing like i'm a man i'm masculine this is what a man should look like or a woman you know explaining what feminine and being delicate and stuff like you don't you don't see that so why is it that you are you are overstimulating children and and something that they can't make a rational choice about, you know. They don't know the pros and cons. They don't even know how to assess pros and cons. They just know, hey, this this seems fun or this feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, it's all based on feeling and instinct. It's not always, it's not built in rationale and thinking 
this decision out what does this decision mean what does this decision decision um lead to and so that's a big part that's affecting that's indoctrinating the youth because they're overstimulated with all these things you know not only do you want them to go to school do well have good grades they still have to be social with other kids and they want to fit in with other kids and they're trying to find their way and now you're like boop here's another layer about sexuality you know here's what you will or won't do or here's another way to express yourself and it's like they already have too many things that's already on a plate and you know adding sexuality is, is a complex thing and you know I feel like some conversations especially when it's how when it's, when it's molding a, a child like that I feel like you shouldn't have any part in that if you're not the parent because now you're exposing somebody else's kids to something that they didn't consent to. And so, yeah. And so, the second statement is, am I am comfortable sharing a restroom with trans women. So, um, I see where, like, it's, it's, it's not saying, you know, anything can happen. Anybody can just roll up on you in a bathroom. It could be a man or it can be a woman. But the thing is, you open up the, the gates for abuse. So if you say, hey, you have, like, trans women can use the, the, the women's bathroom. You have people that's going to abuse it and perpetuate harm on women they perpetuate harm on men because they feel like, you know, I'm in this space. I'm supposed to be in this space, so now I'm going to abuse the space. Yeah, most people who go into the restroom, they go into the restroom, and they going in there, and they going about their business. But you do have people that are predatory, and it's going to bend the system at their will. And just think about in the cases where, you know, I've seen it in stores where, you know, I'll be leaving at the restroom, but like some people, if they have a male child and it's a woman, will allow them to go in the bathroom by themselves. And so you have no clue who's on the other side in that stall, in that bathroom, you don't know. And so it's just a lot of factors that go into it. And um, that's, that's not something I'm 100% comfortable with. Like, um, even so I went to a Whole Foods in Washington DC and when I went to the restroom I was looking for the separate restroom and I was like a little confused and then I seen a woman come out and she was like it's unisex I'm like unisex what does that mean and so once you go around the corner it's like different stalls and they have like the male and female and like even if she said that and I you know, I seen the signs and stuff. It was still like a little like, oh, this is weird, you know. And I know is 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 some of it has to do with constructs because you used to certain some some things being a certain way, but it's just like you're in like being in a restroom. You're very vulnerable because 
you're trying to use the bathroom. And people can do anything. You know what I'm saying? Anything can happen. People who are trying to violate and be predatory to people, they have the most manipulative brain that feels like they, they can conjure up the worst way to off, like violate somebody. So I'm like, okay, this is weird. But so I'm not a hundred percent comfortable sharing a restroom or opening it up, you know what I'm saying? Like when I go in the restroom, I'm not checking nobody, looking in their face and saying, Oh, I think I think that that ain't a woman right there. I'm not. I'm just saying I don't feel comfortable with the idea that it can be a uh, abuse and people can take advantage of that because they have the right to be in that space. They're not violating by being in that space and then in that space that they choose to do something violating and then you know it's hard to prove anything in the bathroom because there's no cameras so you know you can say you can the cameras can catch who's coming out probably before or after you but as far as what happens in that bathroom is is your word against theirs if you can catch them you know what i'm saying so it's just it's just a lot that kind of goes in there so that's not something i'm 100 percent comfortable with because of abuse that can come with it and so and so the third statement is um the ability to give birth is a woman's greatest strength so there is while you know there are women who can't give birth and can't naturally give birth that may need help or there may be something in their body that just doesn't give them the ability. But I do think it is, it's not the, it, it is one of the, it is a great strength of a woman because you have the ability to formulate a human being in you even even with other species you know that is one of the greatest parts of it because you get to add life back into your family the population so it's something that's very po powerful because none of us would be here if if we didn't have a womb to grow in you know what i'm saying i think people kind of miss that because now you're an adult so you're you're so you're so removed from being in a womb and you don't, most people probably don't even remember physically being in the womb. And so, you know, you kind of forget, like, that's amazing. You know, you have your father's seed that connects with your mother's egg. And it bloom, it, it grows in a human's body for nine months. And you come out a whole person with the ability to see, eat, you know, have a mouth, nose, ears. A head of hair or not, you know, you come out as a whole person and you were being formed inside somebody else's body. That is, I believe that's the greatest strength of a woman. I do agree with that statement. Now, none of the 
the people on the in the conversation agree with that because they made valid points you know women are you know multifaceted and that's understandable you know women can be vulnerable they can be great at engaging with feelings and they can be hard working they can be um motivators you know they can be a whole lot of things that makes them powerful and strong so i i agree a woman is very multifaceted and i agree with the statement that it is the ability to give birth is the greatest strength of a woman even though there's women that can't have children that's the whole premises of a woman to be able to carry the child and be that womb, be that be that growth place for that for that child to grow uninterrupted from outside world. So, and the fourth statement was transgender. Wait, trans women uh, competing in women's sports. So. That's something that is not fair because even if you take the hormones and you get uh, get your private part changed, there's there's a disposition in you that will never be reduced to that that the hormones can't ever change. So your bone density, you know, if you if you started if you started the change after puberty you have all your all your preset stuff that was um contributed to being a man so you know your bone density just the physical ability that a man has over a woman the physical capacity the size of the lungs uh the size of the feet the size of the hands None of that goes away when you choose to transition. So even though you you may have uh, a change in your voice because of hormones, you may be now able to produce breasts, there's still underlying um, like presets or that are still contribute to a male. And so, you know, I think it's unfair because even with women who produce more testosterone than your average woman, it's still an unfair advantage for a male, a naturally born male, to be able to compete with naturally born women, even if it's a trans woman, because you have dispositions that a woman will never be able to beat you. And, um... I don't I think I think it's unfair you know you know if that's that's the case they should have their own division of sports where it's like trans women's sports or whatever because then you compete with people that have that that's compatible not 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 being able to dominate over a, a group of female athletes because you have an unfair advantage because you know your disposition is totally different from theirs it's not i don't think it's fair
Okay. The fifth statement was ginger um dysphagia dysphoria dysphagia gender dysphagia this is a trouble word it's real so dysphagia is actually just the opposite 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 of euphoria so it's a dislike or a uneasiness with gender and that's very true because people have always expressed not feeling like they're in their body or feeling different and even you know even people who aren't uncomfortable with their agenda they they may express you know uneasiness with gender related stuff you know like women having a cycle and Things like that. So that's. Oh, I said that already. Maybe I got it out of context. But. That part is real. Because. People aren't. Always 100% happy with their. Gender or what comes with that. I just keep it at. It's real. Okay. And then the last and final statement was, I have been sexually harassed. So, um, they really didn't address this. They kind of went around it. And, uh, well, one woman did express she was sexually harassed by a woman. And so, pretty much the premises was, well, it really wasn't any premises. But, you know, people get sexually harassed all the time. It doesn't mean that somebody has to physically touch you or physically um, violate your physical space. It could be someone saying something really um, sexual to you, making sexual advances at you, catcalling you, and, you know, being, like, sexualizing you in a way where it's like, they're trying to push up on you and it feels uncomfortable for you. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you hear like things like harassment and stuff like that. And it always feels like the connotation is it was like a physical violation, but it could be a mental violation. It could be somebody popping up and always being at a place that you at and saying stuff to you that makes you uncomfortable and things like that. So everybody has been not I wouldn't say I don't want to make a blanket statement because I don't know that everyone has been sexually harassed you know me myself I haven't been sexually harassed you know there's been instances where you know you're walking down the street some guy cat calls you or something like that or you know I haven't been in a predicament, and thank God, you know, thank the most high. I haven't been in a predicament where somebody was harassing me and I felt uncomfortable. But it happens to a lot of people and it's something that happens every day. It happens way too often. So with this conversation, you know, in closing, I feel like it was some good points made. 
I just then, um, like the tone of the conversation kind of was killed by the one individual who was just so combative because they were trying to push like how great it was to be a trans woman versus have a meaningful conversation with some factual or some valid points. So, um, yeah. That's my take on it, you know, and that's my feeling on it. And you don't have to offend people or make people feel shitty for who they are because you think differently. But you have to have, you have to allow people to feel how they're going to feel. Everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to like everything. Everybody's not going to be feeling you on everything that you uh, say or do or be in your life. You know, I've learned that and I'm learning to like not attach my feelings and be so, so hurt about the way people feel because you can't change it. All I can do is show up as myself unapologetically and do what I got to do and if it don't serve me, I don't have to be a part of it. So, in closing, thanks for listening. Mom. <laughs>